Hey, I'm Britton. I'm a fitness coach and a life coach for moms, and my goal here is to help you become strong physically and mentally by teaching you concepts and ways to help you manage your mindset for all of your mom day tasks. Let's do this. Hey, friends, and welcome to today's show. Now, before we get started, I wanted to invite you for this month's workshop. It's going to be live on Instagram. I'm trying out different formats. You know, we've done Zoom, we've done emails. Now we're going to try it live on Instagram, you know, just trying out different things. And I'm so excited because we are talking about having confidence and self-confidence and how we can grow. And then I'm announcing my January group, my challenge group for January. So you will be invited to join me there. So if you want to come join me, we'll be over live on Instagram. Check me out there. It's going to be either Wednesday or Thursday of this week. Um, but of course, I'm sure the link will be available after if you miss it live. So I hope to see you there. Now today, I wanted to talk about my five to thrive. And over the past few years, I have been obsessed with the feeling of thriving and not just surviving. Because if you're a mom, you've likely been in survival mode before. Like, remember when you brought home your first baby from the hospital? In fact, I don't think I remember much about the first month after I brought home any of my newborns. And why is that? It's because we are basically in survival mode. We don't have much control over our time when we bring an infant home. They basically tell us when we get to sleep, when we get to eat, when we get to shower, when we get to go to the bathroom, when we go out in public, right? We're just hanging on for dear life, trying to sleep when the baby sleeps. And every other priority in our life kind of goes on the back burner for a time. Until your baby is, I don't know, six or nine months, maybe even a year before you finally feel like you have some sense of autonomy over your time and your day. Only to an extent though, right? Because you're not necessarily in survival mode at that time when you can focus more on what you actually want to do for yourself. I mean, that is until you have several more children and now you have multiple young ones running around the house and before you know it, you're basically in survival mode full-time, just waiting to outgrow this season of your life, right? When you can resurface and join back into society. Am I right? But when I realized that I was feeling this way, I didn't want to wait this time out in my life. I didn't want to wait for it to just pass by and that I'm just surviving, you know, holding on as I was so exhausted and just trying to make it through each day and each week. Like I wanted more. And so if you feel like you're in survival mode, if you feel like your life is just passing you by, and if you're always tired, always hurried or in a rush, if you feel like you're just trying to keep your kids alive, make sure your house doesn't burn down, if you feel like you're not growing, you're not progressing like you thought you would be at this age or stage in your life, well then let me share with you my five to thrive. Because you don't merely have to be in survival mode, right? You don't have to always be tired. I mean, I'm still tired most days, but it's a different kind of tired. You're not exhausted and drained. And you can be proactive about your life and about how you live your life and how you spend your time. And you can feel excited to wake up and to do your mom job. So I feel like I've I've shared a five to thrive or something similar in the past, but it was all like daily habits, things that I did for my physical health, right? It was things like drink your water, do your workouts, eat nutritious foods, get your sleep, right? Those were the main things, just like daily habits for each day. But today's five to thrive is a form... It's from a list that I made for myself. Like I literally sat down and started writing out 
all the ways that I feel like I'm thriving today and I grouped them into a list of five. So are you ready? Number one, you can probably guess because it's just at the top of mind for everything, but I feel like it is so important, our physical health. Okay, when you feel physically good, and I mean like capital G, capital O, capital O-D, like good, bold, like you feel good, right? And if you feel this way, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, there is a difference of feeling just blah, you know, than feeling vibrant and good in your body. You don't get sick as often. You're not as tired as often. You feel energized. You feel motivated. You feel good about your physical well-being. So do this with me for a second. Sit here, close your eyes, and look introspectively. How do your insides feel? Let's tune into our bodies. Do you have a headache? Does your brain feel foggy? Maybe move your neck and your shoulders. How are you sitting? Are you slumped over? Are you holding your spine straight? How does your stomach and your intestines feel? Do you feel bloated? Do you feel sluggish? Or are they functioning well? What about your back, your lower back, your hips, your legs and your arms? What about your muscles, right? How do you feel? There is a difference when you feel sore from working out and feeling sore because you don't work out, because you don't do anything. You're just hanging in your joints. Okay, you know the difference of how this feels. So do you feel good, right? And you know what to do. How do you feel good? You need to move your body. You need to nourish your body. You need to drink plenty of water and you need to get plenty of sleep. Okay, you know this, right? So if you know this, why aren't you doing it? And that's just a question that I want you to ask yourself as we move on to number two. All right, so number two is to have a purpose with your day, your week, your life, okay? What gets you excited to get up and get out of bed? Now, you may be thinking, I'm home with my kids all day, Britain. Like, it's Groundhog Day at my house. Like, how do I be excited about that? Well, that's what I'm asking you. How can you wake up and be excited about that? Like, if this is your one life to live, this is how you're spending the next 10 years, how can you make it exciting? I encourage you to think or to dream up of something that would be fun. Like, could you set a goal for each day? Or maybe you have a theme for each day of the week with your kids. I've seen this on Pinterest before. Like, maybe you do like a coloring day or a day that you paint or a day that you go to the park or a day that you bake something. Or maybe you have a day that you clean and you teach your kids about these tasks. Maybe you have a day of the week that you schedule a girl's day or an evening or an hour for yourself to go out with friends or other moms. Maybe you have a designated date night with your spouse every week. Maybe you have a dream or a goal or a business idea that gets you excited. Like, what do you want to do with this earth life? Who are you becoming and how do you work to become that way each day? So pick a purpose for your day and focus on it. Even if it's a word that you want to think about for your day, like maybe being patient, being present, being more fun, you're going to have a purpose for the day that gets you motivated and excited to actually get up and get moving, right? To feel like you're thriving and not surviving. Okay, on to number three. And this is contributing and creating more than you consume. So we literally 
live in a consumer society, right? Like you've heard that term before. And you're thinking, how do I contribute, right? I don't own a business. I'm not doing like some kind of business service. Well, this podcast is a way for me to contribute, right? My brain has literally to create all of these words and sentences and thoughts to help teach others. But now you are coming to consume this material, which is fine, right? It's awesome. I want you here to consume it, right? That's why I'm creating it. But what I want you to think is that now that you've learned something new, right, you consume this and you learn something new, how can then you go and share or create something with others, right? You could share this podcast on social media, which I would totally love you for doing that, just FYI, or you could send it to a friend, or you could talk to your spouse about what you learned or thoughts that you had about it, or you could teach your children these concepts as they grow and they understand different things, right? That is contributing, that is sharing, and that is creating for you. Now, consuming, on the other hand, well, just scrolling through social media, right? That is consuming. Buying more clothes, right? That is consuming. Eating more food, right? That is consuming. And how much work and effort does it take for our bodies to consume versus how much work and effort does it take for us to create and contribute? It takes way more effort for us to have the energy to create something, right? So how do you grow and become something more? How do you learn to create and contribute? And it doesn't even have to be in a big way, right? How can you serve a neighbor? How can you help your kids or like kids in the classroom, your kids' classrooms, your teachers, right? It can be something little, like even just in your own home, you are creating and like contributing so much to your own home each and every day. How can you see that? Like pick those things out for yourself so that you can see that you are contributing each and every day because when you create and contribute, your brain grows, right? So the goal for our lives is to overall be in more of the creator and contributor mode than in the consumption mode, right? We still have to consume in order to stay alive. We still have to eat in order to stay alive, right? But it's okay to have some of each. We just don't want our consumption to heavily outweigh our creation. And if you're a religious person and you believe that we are made in the image of our God with the potential to become like him, well, then you know that we are meant to be creators and that we can learn to start by creating in this earth life. So if we want to create more and contribute more than we consume, we want to serve more than we take, we want to earn more than we spend, right? Does that make sense? That's what I mean when I say creation over consumption. All right, and now number four, we're going to talk about how to be present and intentional with each moment, right? How can you feel like you are thriving by being present instead of just surviving and having your day be a blur? Now, this takes work for me and is something that I am working on all of the time. I literally feel like the past 10 years has flown by in the blink of an eye. And I think having a house full of children has literally sped up time. We are busier. The days seem shorter, right? I feel like we're always running late, so we're always in a hurry. But I also don't want to miss out on them growing up. Do you feel the same way? So how can we practice presence and not missing out on the moments of each day? I found that this takes intentionality, which is why I've been harping about intentionality quite a bit recently on my social media feeds. We have to intentionally choose how we are going to live each day. So I like to either look at my schedule before I go to bed or I wake up in the morning and I go through my day because that is how we be intentional, right? I know we just want to go with the flow, 
but we need to actually kind of have a plan in order to be intentional. Now, when I'm working my business, I like to be intentional about those hours. When I want to be cleaning, I'm intentional about that. When I want to be just hanging out and being present with my kids, right? I'm intentionally setting and choosing times that I'm doing this. And when I'm just sitting and rocking my baby, like before her nap, I'm sitting there looking at her, thinking about her, thinking about how blessed I am. I'm not sitting there thinking about all the things that I need to be doing when I lay her down. Does that make sense? Like, how can you be in the moment? How can you just breathe into the moment and being intentional and just being where you are? Have you heard that term, like, be where your feet are? Like, don't be thinking about something that's not near you. I know people always say, like, when you're home, you're always thinking about work. And when you're at work, you're always thinking about home. How can you think about where you actually are? So I just think this basically comes down to planning our days you know, having a quiet moment to think and to intentionally decide how we want to feel in our days. And like, if you want to be present, if you want to be intentional. And I do this by journaling, by remembering that I want to be connected to my spirit and I want to be in touch with my overall higher self and I want to be in control of my actions. And I think that all comes from being intentional and choosing to be present in our days. Okay, so now we are on to number five, which is for me, my thoughts and my opinions, right? But I think it is having emotional wealth. Now, this is a relatively new term that I've learned this past year, and I love the concept of it. And so I looked up the definition in Google, and it says um, emotional wealth is emotionally wealthy people manage their emotions well. They have developed the awareness and skills needed to maintain a state of emotional balance. And in doing so, they do not react impulsively. (laughs) isn't this something that we all would like to have? And then I would like to add in that emotional wealth is the ability to manage our minds, to manage our thoughts, and to consciously decide that what we are thinking is what we want to be thinking and feeling and acting because it really is a choice. So one of the coaches that I had, she would explain it this way, that if you are emotionally wealthy, that you could live in a cardboard box and still be fine because you can manage your mind and your thoughts around your situation. So when you have emotional wealth, you take ownership of your life. You are in charge of if you feel like you're thriving or if you feel like you're surviving because it's all about how you manage your mind. And when you are managing your mind, you can manage your actions as in the habits that you do each day, right? Which leads to the results that you're getting in your life. So if you want to thrive in this life, if you want to feel like you are truly living, if you want to feel like alive in your days, then these are the five things that I think are important. Let's recap. Number one was to feel physically good. And we do that by taking care of our bodies. Number two is to have a purpose for your day, your week, your life, right? You got to have some kind of goal you are working towards. Number three is to be a contributor or a creator more than you are consuming. Number four was by being present, present and intentional with each moment and each day. And then number five was having emotional wealth. And we do this by working on ourselves, spending time with ourselves, but really I think just deciding on purpose how we want to live. So I hope that was helpful for you. I hope you make it a great week and I will talk to you later. 
Hey, if you're ready to finally lose the weight and become strong physically and mentally, then you need to check out coaching. In my coaching packages, I offer solutions to get you the best physical results to strengthen your body, but also we work on your mindset, which is literally life-changing in all areas of your life. This is how I teach you to manage your mind so you don't have to worry about weight loss for the rest of your life, no matter how many more times you get pregnant or what life circumstances come your way. I am here to help. Come join me.